I don't think of myself as a writer at all, and I will own that. But my whole mentality is like done is better than perfect. And I know that the book will help people. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Real quick, before we get into it, we just have to let you know about something we've been working really hard on. Next year, in 2023, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We've officially opened the applications to join our 2023 Marketing Mastermind. This is a year-long program for multi-passionate business owners, who are ready to grow their business in a big way with the help of two in-house CMOs. That's us. This program is a mix of strategy, coaching, mastermind, community, and done-for-you services all in one. Yes, we said done-for-you. Oh, and there's also a fun lakeside summer retreat included. So in summary, we've got your organic strategy covered for 2023 so you can relax, literally. If this sounds like something you need, then go ahead and pop on over to duocollective.com and click on Mastermind to read more. Better yet, pop into our DMs with questions. The applications are open now until November 15th, and there's only 10 spaces available. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 43, and today we're chatting with Carrie Fitzgerald, a fellow marketer and online friend of ours for years now. Honestly, online friends might be the best part of entrepreneurship. You might have heard us speak on her podcast, the Six Figure Product Business Podcast, or maybe you came across her in the e-commerce space since she is an absolute queen of product businesses. Carrie built a subscription box from the ground up with a loyal base of super fans, which ultimately allowed her to sell her business and start this new one. But that isn't what we brought her on the show for, although that would be a great topic to bring her back on. Carrie is an inspiration to everyone who meets her, and it's no surprise that she is now writing a book. How many multi-passionate business owners out there have thought about doing this themselves? We hope right now you're raising your hand because I am. So we just knew that we needed to hear more about how this vision came to be and how she is making it all happen while being a CEO and a mom. Like, where do you find the time, Carrie? So without further ado, let's jump into this episode and answer all of your burning questions. Hello, Carrie. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Hi. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. So excited to be here. <laughs> uh, We're so excited we, to have you. We have, right. We've done this a handful of times being on your podcast, Six Figure Business, Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Um, and we've had so much fun. And I feel like we've talked for hours before on podcast mm-hmm. recordings. Yeah. So <laughs> we know how to talk and this is going to be great. But we are really excited to have you on. And how about you just tell everyone a little bit about you, who you are, what you do? 
Sure. So my name is Carrie Fitzgerald. I work with um, people to either start and launch a product base or e-commerce business and help them grow their business. So I, um, my business is mainly like educational. I have courses, I have memberships, I have um, a little bit of, you know, done for done with you work and things like that. But um, yeah, I work with people in that capacity and I've had my business for three years. I started in the entrepreneur or my entrepreneur journey, I guess, started about six and a half years ago. I founded a um, pet, a high-end pet e-commerce brand, and I grew that and I sold that in 2019 and then pivoted into what I'm doing today. So yeah, I'm um, really, I love like the product world, but I definitely like helping people with their business more than having my own product business. So, uh, so that's a little bit about what I do and yeah. I love it. And the real reason, I mean, although we love talking about what you do and you are a huge inspiration, I know for a lot of product business owners too, um, given your history and selling your company and all of that amazing stuff. So you obviously have a lot of knowledge about this, but we wanted to have you on to talk about the fact that you are writing a book. Yay, I am. Tell us a little bit more about what inspired you to write this book and what it's about. So right now the title is like tentatively called customer obsession. It might change, but that is the title for now. I have to check, like, make sure that's legally available and all that kind of stuff, Um, (laughs) but it's called customer obsession and it's kind of like twofold. So again, we, as business owners, we, especially in the product business world, we create these businesses, but in fact, like you have to create a brand and you have to create a brand that people love and connect with. Just like when you're going to a shop and you see a product that you like, you know, um, you're going to want to support a brand that you like. So anyway, so basically the whole book I'm rambling here, the book is about how we, how product business, um, brands can basically be obsessed with their customers. They to retain them. So I feel like I'm not explaining that very well, but no, essentially, I, think, I mean, it's, it's essentially what you did too, right. With like, that's what yeah. you did for your first business and your first baby. Mm-hmm. And you're basically taking all of those nuggets and putting them in this book. Yeah. Cause I feel like when people start, um, a product-based business, you know, they forget that you can't just give a bad customer experience. You can't just send someone a Brown box and just be like, thanks, Um, we have to compete against the Amazons of the world. And to do that, like you have to create a brand that people like, and that they want to go back to and buy over and over again. And so that's kind of what the book is about. So essentially, and you're right, Abby, like that's really one of the ways I said, I grew my business to, you know, multi six figures of revenue in a year. I didn't use advertising. I didn't pay influencers. Um, we didn't have TikTok back then. So I wasn't able to leverage that, but I was super scrappy. But the one main thing that I did really well was I created a super strong community with my customers and I treated them so, so, so well. So if there was ever an issue or like a customer service problem, you know, I took care of them. And when you do that with your customers, you treat them well, you make them feel seen and heard and appreciated for buying from you. They will buy from you over and over again. They will literally like promote you all over social media, which is, as you know, free advertising, they'll tell friends and family and they'll buy from you over and over and over again. And so, and like, they feel part of your brand. And when you make someone feel part of your brand, they will again, like post that video on TikTok. They will tell their friend, they'll join your loyalty program. They'll promote you and talk about you for free because they love what you're doing. And so that's the inspiration behind the book was like, people always ask me, how did you grow your business? 
all the time. It's like probably the number one question I get, like, how did you do it? You're, you didn't have help. You didn't have staff. You didn't use ads. How did you do it? And I say, you know, there's a lot of things that I did and I worked really hard for three years. And then I was like, I need to sell the business because I don't want to do this anymore. But I learned how to treat customers well. And I learned how to get them to feel connected to my brand. And in turn, like they were obsessed with my brand. Do you know what I mean? So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the inspiration behind it. And I think a lot of people in the product world, they talk about traffic, funnels, sales, Amazon, like website conversion, a lot of stuff I talk about too, but I feel like the conversation around customer loyalty, customer retention, um, being obsessed with your customers, giving them an incredible unboxing experience. And then once they buy from you, what happens after you wow them with your emails and things like that. So I feel like that's not always talked about as much. And again, I think that was my secret sauce to growing my business. And so, um, I don't even remember when I came up with the idea exact. I think it was new. Okay. I do remember it was new year's two years ago. I literally, um, was in Florida visiting my parents. I know that um, you asked me about, um, what the inspiration was, but yeah, like I was in Florida for new year's and it was just one of those like weird days where I sat in the beach. I had my notebook and I was writing out like my 2021 goals or, you know, what I wanted to achieve and like what worked well for the year, what didn't work well. And then I got the idea for the book then. And I literally opened up a Google doc. I mapped out the outline of the book. And then I stopped and I left it alone for an entire year. And then only like maybe eight months ago, I revisited that Google doc. And then I started, I was like, I'm going to do it. Like it just, I don't know. It's like, sometimes you have an idea and then you kind of like curb it for a while. And then you come back to it and you're like, I'm, I'm ready to work on this now. And so, um, yeah, so I have about 12,000 words written. It's not done, but it's getting there. So that's anyway, awesome. that's a little yeah. bit about the book. Yeah. I feel like that's I just for rambled, you. So. I think yeah. um, it reminds me when we were on your podcast and we were talking specifically about branding and how we were talking about that connection that the consumer has with the brand. And I think you and I had said, and Abby, even one of your favorite brands is primarily prim- is that how you say yeah. primarily pure? Mm-hmm. Yes. And oh like, just the fact that like you trust their products, you know, the backstory, you love their mission, their products are beautifully packaged. And every time you open it, it's just like, it's an experience. So you open mm-hmm. it, you have your products. They have these cute little cards that like tell you how to use the products and like when to use them by and all the ingredients that are in it and that it's made for you. And it has all of these toxic things not related to it. So I think it's really just making that connection with your audience and your consumers that Mm -hmm. is way more than just ordering something on Amazon. I think we even talked about that as like you order something on Amazon. It's a super easy click. You're going to get it in a couple of days and then you take it out of the brown Amazon bag and you're like, okay, well, here's my product. That was that. Mm -hmm. It's nothing exciting. It's not an experience. It's convenient. It's convenient. mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. But like you have no connection to Amazon other than I'm going to get this in two days Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's you exactly it. Yeah, you can't compete with com- like convenience. Like no small business owner can compete with the convenience that Amazon brings. Right. And it's like, you're going to fail just trying to do that. So what you need to do is build that experience. And right. like, I think we were talking on Instagram since I've been going through everything with losing my dog and like all of these companies put me before their profits. They did not care 
about anything other than the fact that I was going through a hard time. And so they sent me plants. They sent me all of my money back for the last orders of food, like Chewy, Farmer's Dog. Those are brands that they know what they're doing and they're building a relationship with their customers. And they like, they have my business for life. Like I'm, yeah. I'm sure one day down the road, when I get another dog, like I will 100% turn to them. Like, I think those yeah. are things that you need to think about as a business owner, regardless of what level you're at. Cause your, your customers are your backbone of your business, right? Yeah. Oh Abby sent me a text when they sent her all of that stuff. And I'm like, you need to post that to our stories because that is incredible. That's an incredible right. brand. That's incredible mm-hmm. customer service. And that's yeah. what people crave. Like people crave that they want to be a part of the brand and the products and the service and not just, um, like Amazon, Amazon mm-hmm. can't compete with that. Amazon, yeah. you can't compete with Amazon when it comes to convenience, but Amazon cannot compete when it comes to truly creating that authentic connection. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And I, when you posted that, I'm pretty sure I responded to you and I was like, Oh my God, can I interview you or not even interview you? I'm like, I need to, I need to use your story for my mm-hmm. book because, um, mm-hmm. the first chapter of the book is literally what is customer obsession. And I talk about what you just did, like what, what just happened with you. And I share a story that I, that happened in my own business about the same situation. Like this guy's dog was literally like had days to live. And he, you know, emailed me and he said, I just ordered a box. Um, he was from South Carolina. You know, I, um, uh, I just ordered a box, but like, you know, I know on your website, it says that the product will ship in, in two to three days. Here's the situation with my dog. We don't know how much time he has lived. Da, 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 da. And I want to do like a, um, what's a, what a bucket list for him mm-hmm. where we take him to the beach and we take photos of of him with your bandanas and the bow ties. And I was like, Oh my God, I literally shipped it out the day of, I packed it jam packed with like extra things and like made sure he got it. I think in like one or two days and he emailed me after and, you know, sent me the nicest, um, nicest email and just being like, you know, my dog ended up like passing away, but if you hadn't have shipped that quickly, like we wouldn't have been able to do the photos and he sent me a picture and posted a review on my Facebook page. And it was just like, you know, those small things that brands do, that is how, Mm -hmm. like, that's exactly what the book is about. Like it's about a customer and making them feel appreciated. It's not even like the product it's making them feel appreciated. And like when something like that happens, when like a dog dies or something happens, like they go the extra mile and kind of do the right thing. Just like you talked about, like they put the person mm-hmm. over profit. Um, unfortunately, most companies don't do that. They don't mm-hmm. care. They just mm-hmm. want your money. Yeah. And it's as e-commerce grows, like e-commerce is just going to continue to blow up. And it's the other thing is like, it's so important for product brands to understand like what we just talked about. Like you have to put customers first. You have to make a good experience. You can't ship them something in a brown box with like, no interesting, um, you know, packaging or inserts or something, because that's Mm -hmm. the Amazon experience and you have to be better than Amazon. And just like you said, we can't compete with them in terms of like you order something and two minutes later, it's like at your doorstep, like no one can compete with that. And like, we don't have to compete with that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a brand where you have quality product, you have good customer service, you have a good, um, customer experience. So packaging inserts, um, letting your customers know when the product is, will ship, keeping them updated on shipping after they get the box or package. Like you have an email sequence that's like, takes them in like, Oh my God, what did you think of the product? Like post it on social media, post on TikTok, 
then you reshare that on TikTok and then you message them. Oh my gosh, thank you for buying the product. Like we're so happy. Like it doesn't actually take a lot, Mm -hmm. but when you make that small, teeny tiny um, connection piece, like if someone, you know, buys your product, they post on TikTok or Instagram and they tag you, you send them a quick message that I don't know if you can do that on TikTok, but I know on Instagram, like, Hey, thank Mm -hmm. you for thank you so much for buying. Like worse, we appreciate you. Here's a coupon for 10 bucks off your nest order or something like that. Like that means something to people because most brands don't do that. So Mm -hmm. anyway, as e-commerce grows like that, the brands that do things like this are the ones that will continue. And the ones that don't will fizzle out because we don't need more small business Amazons. Like we Mm -hmm. need more small brands that Mm -hmm. again, like treat their customers well, have a good experience and have good product. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, the, the like whole, um, thought and like the whole vision of this book is like timeless. Like, I think that'll never go away. Like you always need to be building a relationship because as human beings, we crave relationships. And if you want your business to grow and actually become like the brand you see in your dreams, like building those relationships is how you get there. So, and I think we'd rather be purchasing from other humans that are passionate about those products or services that they're offering versus buying from, like when I buy from Amazon, I'm not buying from a particular person or making a connection with anybody. But when you buy from a small business, you know that you're supporting that person and buying from an actual human on the other side of the Mm. computer. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like loving the book. Cannot wait to read it when it is done. Um, but tell us how you're fitting just writing the book into your everyday life. Like, do you have some rigid schedule? Are you just doing it when you feel inspired? How's it working for you? So this summer I purposely, um, left a lot of open space to, to work on the book. So for me, I'm someone, you know, as you, I feel like you guys are probably the same exact way you, you're always like launching new things or you're like thinking about new things and your brain doesn't have extra space to like have that free time, you know, that free creative time to like think and work on, you know, like a book or something. So for me, that's how I am. I get very overwhelmed with like all the different, because my brain is, goes a million miles an hour. I always have new ideas, new things I want to do. And for me, it's really hard to like pause that and like step backwards. And so knowing myself, I said, okay, this summer, I'm going to block off pretty much most of my calendar for the whole summer, except like one day per week, I'll do calls and that's it. I batched my entire summer of podcast episodes for the most part, like before the summer started. So I basically left myself a lot of thinking time. And then what I would do is on Mondays and then, uh, Mondays is like my like CEO day. So I don't do, I don't plan anything. I never have calls, appointments, anything. So every Monday, pretty much the whole summer, I would go to a coffee shop in my town, like the really, really cute one. And I would just work on the book. Um, and I'm someone where I can't force myself to do something if I don't want to, like, if I don't want to do it, I, it's not going to happen. So I would go, I would probably go there for like two to three hours and do as much as I could. And then I would I would stop. So I spent the summer sort of doing that. I wouldn't say like every single day, but probably one, at least one day per week for pretty much the whole summer I dedicated to working on this. Um, and then unfortunately tour and my goal was to finish it by August 31st. So that was my goal. Unfortunately, um, 
the summer sort of took a weird turn and I don't even remember what happened, honestly, but then I had to go back to life, Boston. Life happened. Yeah. Something happened. I literally, oh, okay. I remember it was, um, I, I'm so, I feel like I'm brain dead today. Um, so we had a trip planned to Alaska in end of June. And so I sort of was working around that, but then situations with COVID happened and then just like health things were happening this summer a lot. And uh, unfortunately, like August took a bit of a turn. And so I wasn't able to finish my writing, but I was like, you know what? It's fine. Life happens. And then unfortunately, like with the fall and it's now October and I'm sort of doing, I'm in this like new phase of like restructuring my entire business and, um, which is all, it's all good stuff, but I'm sort of in the middle of that. So right now I'm, um, not writing too much, but my plan is once November starts. So I'm giving myself another few weeks and I'm going to get back into getting this done. And so my goal is to have it written by December. So I, it has to be written by 2022. That's like my hard stop. I'm really good with deadlines. I'm not good with open-ended projects. So if it's <laughs> like, Oh, I'll just finish it next year. I don't work well like that. I work well, like, okay, I have one month to finish it and then just like crack it out. So mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, I definitely, um, have to have some kind of a schedule. I can't just write whenever, but I need to like have mental clarity to be able to sit down and work on it. And that does just doesn't always happen. So yeah, um, that's yeah. good to know. I, I've always had a passion to write a book. Um, I've had different topics that I've wanted to write about. I've never started. And I know Abby is also the same way. She's got passionate things that she wants to write a book about too. But, um, I think, yeah, the thing is just overwhelming because you're like, when do I have time or how am I going to set time aside? So it's really interesting to hear you say that you yeah. left the summer basically open for that project intentionally and made sure to get things batched or done as best you could beforehand. So I think that's super smart. And and then pivot when it the, when exactly. you don't like just because you missed a goal doesn't mean it doesn't have to happen it just means you yeah. set a new goal which i think that's so true and yeah. so many things we do in business and life we have a lot of goals and we might have been very over ambitious at the time we set it and realized that maybe we need a little bit more time and giving yourself grace to be like that's okay i'm gonna set a new goal that works for me rather than stressing yourself out or trying to force it yeah yeah, yeah. so i yeah Oh, go ahead. oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, I, I feel like I totally agree with you. I feel like the old me would have been like, oh, like you're, you suck. Like you didn't finish. Now I'm like, whatever. It's fine. It you're matter. writing a book. Yeah. Give yeah. yourself some grace. Right? It's like, all right, it's okay. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves. Like we do this in our own mm -hmm. business too. Like the pressure to yeah. launch quick. And like, we even did this with the mastermind that we're working on now. Like mm -hmm. we had this pressure of like, we need to launch in September. And then all of a sudden we were like, why? No. <laughs> like, we, let's, yeah. why? Like, why are we putting that pressure on ourselves? Why don't we just move yeah. it? Like, let's move the deadline. Who cares what the experts say when the best time to launch is when you have to do something like who cares, yes. move it to work for you and then give yourself the grace to like, just go with it. Like, I think that's, it's so hard to set these unreal, like we're the hardest on ourselves, not everyone else. Absolutely. Like totally. us as individuals are so much harder. Yeah. I totally agree. So we Definitely. want to know, is writing a book easier, harder, or as tough as you expected it to be? Oh, it's definitely hard. Um, <laughs> I, I think for me, this has been, I think this has been the hardest thing that I've done, honestly. Like I've created courses. I have a podcast. I, you know, dabble in a lot of different things. I've started a product business brand. That was also very hard too, but I think this is harder because 
this is very personal. This feels like the most personal thing that I've ever done. And I think when you, especially, I don't think of myself as a writer. Like, I don't think I'm a good writer at all. And I will own that, but I have good ideas and I have a good solid concept here. And I know that the book will help people. So just like my podcast, you know, I'm not like an expert podcaster. And if I have an, a day where I don't sound articulate, like, oh, well, I don't care. I'm still going to post the episode. Like I literally don't care because mm -hmm. like you said, if we're hard on ourselves all the time, you know, we, and then we don't do things we're like, mm -hmm. oh no, it's not perfect. So my whole mentality is like done is better than perfect. Um, mm -hmm. so anyway, um, I mean, everyone sucks at everything at first, yes, like yes. every, that's how totally. you start. Like you don't get better at something unless you just start totally. doing it and you continue doing it. And so I think that's okay. And I think it's like every good author out there, like not that maybe you will go down the author path one day, but I'm sure every good author out there does not like their first book. Mm -hmm. Like when they get to a point yeah. where they're like, oh, I've learned so much since then. Like, I think it's just giving yourself perm permission to like mm -hmm. follow through and like, keep doing what you want to do because you have passion behind it, which you do. You have a lot of passion behind your book. Yeah, no, it, I definitely do. But like, yeah, I feel like this is a very personal project, which I think why it feels harder. Cause I mm -hmm. think when you write something like this, you are putting yourself out there for the trolls for bad reviews. Like, Oh, she sucks. Her book sucks. She's a turt. Like, you know, especially if you're, and this will be self-published on Amazon. And again, Amazon people are like, they are, <laughs> they are brutal They're because they are, they, there's no, they have no connection to you, you know, yeah. which is like the whole concept of the book. When mm -hmm. you have a connection with a brand, you're more lenient. Like you're like easier with them if there's a problem, but Amazon people, it's like, oh my God, they come out of the woodworks and they're terrible. And I think that can be very scary. Like this, the fear of rejection, bad reviews, just, you know, like all that stuff. But yeah. for me after, you know, being in this space for uh, six and a half, almost seven years, like that doesn't make, that doesn't prevent me from trying something anymore. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. earlier with my business, I was afraid to do a lot. Like I was afraid to launch my first course. I was afraid to like put an offer out into the world. Now I, there isn't a lot that makes me afraid anymore. And I, that, mm -hmm. and that's only because you keep trying new shit over the years and you yeah. just become less afraid, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. absolutely. Good for you. Yeah. So that's why this is harder, I would say. Right. I, so it's more vulnerable. Like totally you're more vulnerable. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Definitely so very vulnerable. Have so. you just scary. This, Yeah. Have you shared this with anybody personal? Like in your life? Have you brought somebody in that you're like, okay, I need you to like read this chapter or kind of double check this? Or have you kept it really close to just you and not brought anybody else in? Just me, with the exception of um, so Kat from Kitty Meow Boutique. She's also right, she's also writing a book and we have, um, so we have a shared Google drive folder. And so I'll put in resources and things like that, that work for me. And I do have a copy of it in the Google drive. Has she read it? I do not think at all. Um, and just like, you know, her notes for her book are in there and I've, I've sort of peaked at like page one, but I haven't really read it. So, mm -hmm. um, so I would say no, but I have confided a lot in her with like my process, how it's going. Like we, we tr we're trying, I think to have some sort of like accountability, um, like, okay. on Mondays we'll sit down and work on the book at the same time. We're not doing it together, but 
it's like that accountability, which, yeah. you know, accountability. Someone, is yeah. Someone's in the same day. season as you and like going through that together, I think is so important, especially on those days where you feel like you just can't do it because that obviously is going to happen. And knowing that you're not alone and feeling that, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. You need that community aspect of it too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But besides that, no, I haven't. So I've taught, I did one podcast episode on my podcast where I announced like I'm writing a book and it's really scary and here's how it's going. It's definitely very scary. And I was definitely nervous to like have that episode out into the world. Cause again, when you do that, you're, you're, you can't go back now. Not that I'm <laughs> yeah. going to, but it's like, yeah. I feel like if you have an episode or like you do a video and you're announcing something, you're you're holding yourself accountable. And that's why I wanted to do mm -hmm. it. Um, but besides that, um, I haven't showed, shared it with anyone. I haven't showed it to anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. I need to find someone to help me edit, you know, definitely. Yeah. An editor, but, um, so you mentioned that you're self-publishing, did you at all look at the routes of like looking into publishers or did you know, right off the bat that you wanted to self-publish this book yourself? Yeah, I, I, I didn't look into like a proper publisher only because I don't know anything about it. And it's just like another rabbit hole of like, where do you look? How do like, you know how it is? Like mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes you just, it, go, yeah. you just go with the easy option sometimes. And I had self-published my kid's book last year. So it's like, I've already gone through that process. This is obviously going to be a totally different process from an illustrated children's book to a like- mm -hmm book with words. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I've already gone through the process of self-publishing one thing. So for me that made it kind of a no brainer. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. think to your, like the, it's already hard. So why make it harder? Mm -hmm. Like why give yourself more barriers to getting it done? And if something is eat, like if you have an avenue that feels easier and makes it easier for you to move forward, then why not just do it? So mm -hmm. I think that part's like self-publishing. I didn't always used to be a thing or people just didn't even think of that as an option. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people just assume you need to know really smart people. You need to have a lot of money. You need to live in New York. You need to like, you know, yeah, in order to write a book. And it's not so not true. Like people drop eBooks all the time. And like, that's an avenue if it's something you want to get in. So I think just understanding that, like, especially knowing that there's so many people out there who have these other avenues that they want to explore in their business. And if it's writing a book, like you can do it. You don't need a billion other people to help you do it. Totally. And like, you know, for me too, I just want to point one other thing out. Cause I, I definitely have <clears throat> in my first business, I didn't invest in anything. I was like super cheap. I was like, no, I can't spend money on anything. I can't buy that $50 course with my <laughs> second business. I, okay. I'm, I didn't, I made the mistake of not investing in myself the first time. So now I invest in everything all the freaking time. Like I'm always in a program or a mastermind or like a coaching program. Um, and even with my kid's book, like I hired a, um, illustrator and they did a phenomenal job definitely a little expensive, <laughs> but I was like, you know totally what? Worth it. It. It's totally worth it for this. I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to do a course. I'm not going to like hire a coach or something. I'm just going to like do this on my own. Um, and I'm not like saying that people shouldn't invest in themselves because they should, of course. But for this, I was like, I, I always sign up for programs and, you know, coaches or courses or like something. And for this, I just wanted to kind of do it on my own. I didn't want to like I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. I just mm -hmm. kind of want to do it my own way and like not follow someone else's rules or roadmap. Cause I think what happens when you, um, you know, sometimes like if you try to always follow like a roadmap or a plan, you just, it takes, 
you, it takes you a long time. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, it has to be perfect. Yeah. I didn't follow this thing. So yeah. Or you uh, find reasons not to do it. <laughs> right. It becomes yeah. overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think there this, is I no, and I just, I love the whole, like, there is no perfect path. Mm-hmm. There's no right way to write a book. There's no right way to do a lot of different things in life. It's just about like leaning into what feels good for you. Yeah. And like, I, I did sign up for like one person's like webinar on, I forget what it was called. It was something, it was actually really good. Um, but then again, of course, at the end, um, you get pitched for something. And I was like, I just, I don't know, for some reason, I just don't want to do that. Like, and I'm, again, I just want to reiterate, I am not saying that you shouldn't invest in things like investing in coaches, courses, masterminds. It's like literally the best thing that you'll ever do in your business. But, um, so I just took tools from pieces of things and I looked at business books. I like, I looked at the format of how they wrote it, how they shared stories, then kind of brought you back into like a teaching something. And then they asked you questions and gave you action steps. So I kind of like looked at all of my favorite business books. Cause I'm very picky with business books. Most of them I can't read because I, I don't have ADD or ADHD, but I feel like I probably have, I probably do have it like undiagnosed. Um, I have a really hard time, um, like focusing on reading a book sometimes. Uh, so I'm really picky, but I, so I looked at the books that I really like, like a Jen Sincero, or, um, like I just read the book chill and prosper by Denise Duffield Thomas. And I've literally been talking about her on like all of my podcast episodes, like a total stalker, but like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. Ooh, um, I don't know that one. I need to, I need oh my to God. It. It's so the list. Mm-hmm. So good. But like, I would look at what they did in their book and just be like, okay, well, like, there's specific things that people do that I think can draw you in. And I think it's just like, I don't know. I don't even think you asked me to talk about how I started doing it, it, but I was just sharing my little process, but um, yeah. What resources you mentioned that you have like a lot of resources that have helped you along the way. Like what are some resources other than looking at, like, I think that's genius. Look at the Mm -hmm. books that you love to read because there's a reason why you're so engaged with them. Um, what else, like, has there been other resources out there that you've really leaned on that have helped you? Not really, honestly. Um, like, when I was first starting this, I did, did all the research on the courses, coaches, and, you know, like I said, I just, for some weird reason, I just didn't want to do that this time. I just wanted to kind of do my own thing. I think I signed up for two different webinars that talked about the process of writing a book. And then one person talked about like how to publish your book in a month or something. I don't know. Like I actually, I think it was like publish your book in two weeks. I thought that was a little bit like, how do you write a book and publish it in two weeks? That feels yeah, way a lot. Too. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so that was all I, I did, honestly. So okay. I really didn't. Yeah. I don't have a great answer for this. Unfortunately, I usually have like lots of cool resources, but yeah, I looked into courses. I looked into some coaches like cat kitty Mad boutique also found a few things. And, um, you know, she found some random guy who had like a four month program where like, I don't know, it sounded so dodgy. And like, we're like, we're not doing that program. Um, I think, I mean, you have all of the knowledge and most people, if they have this like vision in their head of like, maybe I can write a book about this. I don't know. Like all of the knowledge you have is already in your head. Mm -hmm. You're just figuring out how to put it on paper, allowing yourselves the time and the space to breathe, to actually put it on paper because no one's going to be able to write or be creative in a stressful space. So like 
you can do it all on your own. And then obviously I love that you have people in your community that you can turn to, even if it's just someone to talk to, like not a coach, not an expert, but just someone else who's going through it with you, which I think is huge. Yeah. I think that's a great answer actually for people who are maybe wanting to, you know, write a book is that you don't have to have all of these resources and like do all these things in order, in order for you to start writing that book. I think you can kind of just do it how you want. And you're the one that has all the knowledge anyways, and you know how you, you know what you want to talk about. You just have to kind of figure out how to do it and put it into words on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I forgot one thing. Okay. I do have one more resource. Um, and I totally agree with you about like exactly what you just said. Sometimes you just don't need, cause I think when you get focused on, okay, I'm going to find a course, a coach or whatever. And then you literally waste three months and you don't, and then you're, mm-hmm. it's like decision overload, decision mm-hmm. fatigue, and then you make no decisions. And then you haven't gotten anywhere where if you just get started, you can do it. But one resource I will say is, um, Pat Flynn, um, um, uh, smart passive income podcast. That's my, like, I've been listening to that podcast for, um, a couple of years now and I'm, I just love him. So he has self-published, I think three books or two or three books. And he has quite a few episodes in his podcast about like publishing a book, self-publishing, how to write a book, how I wrote my book. And so I've, I have listened to all those episodes and I think those were um, quite helpful. And like one thing that he said that I, that still just sticks in my brain is have your outline of what you want to write about. And then for each piece, like write as if you were writing a blog post. Mm-hmm. So how would like, you know, one of the chapters in the book is create community and get your customers to be involved. That's one of my chapters. So, okay. That's my chapter. I'm just going to write about what that is. And like, I would take that one concept and then maybe have like three sub bullets or something. And then I would just write like each of those, a blog post. And I think for me, that one tip was actually kind of a game changer because it, I think when you have an idea, like you have an idea for a book, it's kind of like, how do you get started? It, that that's the hard part because it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like it's kind of like how when you you're take in school one concept and break it down. Yep. Yeah. And you had to write a paper in school. You'd have to make an outline first mm-hmm. and then go back <laughs> and start the actual paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like that one tip for me actually helped me tremendously. Cause then I would, I, I, I already did all of those. And then now I'm going through and like refining, yeah. um, adding some stories in like, yeah. so that's kind of that. my process, but mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. was a game changer for me. So like that one teeny little tip. So thank yeah. you, Pat. Right. Yeah. I'll get that. I'll get that link from you and put it in the show notes so that people can peek at it. I'll yes. definitely want to listen to that one. That's, that's great. So do you have any other advice for anyone who's like maybe thinking about writing, maybe they're writing a book now, or maybe they're thinking about writing one, one day. Do you have any advice for anyone? I mean, like just fucking do it. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. I was like, she's going to say, just do it. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear in this podcast. No, I love that. Oh, I love that you dropped that in there. Um, <laughs> It's like, it's like a basic thing to say, but that is the only thing I can say. Like you have to just do it, like get started Choose like, I'm very big on deadlines. Like I do this with anyone who works with me. If they're like, Oh, like, I don't know what to call my newsletter article da, 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 or something. And this is actually some, somewhat a true story that happened recently. She posted in my membership, like for the month or two, I've been trying to come up with my newsletter title and I haven't done anything. And I was like, freaking pick a date. And it's due. I'm going to give a date for you. Your deadline is this Friday. I want you to post in the group what your newsletter title is and you will post it. 
And she did. She, because I gave her a deadline, she literally posted the next day, like, oh my God, thank you, Carrie, for pushing me. I came up with my Mm -hmm. newsletter title and it was great. So it's kind of like give yourself a deadline and get started. So what's your deadline to like, I want to write a book, give yourself a deadline. Okay. In one year, the book will be published. So then work backwards. Okay. In two weeks, I have to have the concept in three weeks. I have to have the outline. Like for me, I work really well with deadlines. It totally depends on your learning style, but like give yourself a deadline, I think keeps you accountable and it makes you take action. I think the most important thing when you have an idea is just freaking take action. So if you want to write a book, like and I now I want to know what book you guys are interested in writing about, but like, you know, take the, take whatever concept you have and just start like brain dumping, you know, mm-hmm. allocate two hours on a Saturday, whenever you have mental clarity, like I'm a morning person. So at four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning, and I'm awake, I'm like freaking ready to go with ideas at 5 PM at night. I'm not. So like for me, block off an hour in the morning and just like map something out on a Google doc and just get started. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah basic, but get started and take what's the easiest way to get from like A to B. If that's Mm self-publishing, start reading about how to publish on Amazon. It's so freaking easy. You have Mm -hmm. a book, you upload it. You're pretty much done. It's very easy. So that would be my advice. I love it. So everyone (laughs) can probably look for your book come early 2023, right? That's what we're all, that's what we're gonna, we're gonna say. And yeah, how in the meantime, how can people find you? How can they work with you? Um, I know your membership is kind of the awesome thing that you just started this, this year. So tell us more about that. Yay. Yes. My membership is like my little baby. It's called the e-commerce society. So it's for, um, product-based e-commerce. So if you have, you know, an Etsy shop, you make products, you have, um, a Shopify store, you are my people and you can definitely find me, um, on my Instagram, carry.a.fitzgerald. And then my website is carryfitzgerald.com. And yeah, but I also do, um, I do some one-on-one work with people who want to start and launch a physical product or a brand, a physical product brand. So if you are interested in that, um, please hit me up because that is like my favorite thing in the whole world to help people start a physical product. So, um, but yeah, hopefully the book will be out in 2023 at some point. I'm not like killing myself with a deadline, but yeah. Right. You, do you need us to do that accountability for you? We can do it. <laughs> Probably. Probably. So you guys can pick a it. date like in Q1 right? or like Q2 at the latest. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sounds how about, good. how about my birthday? 422. Oh, there we go. 422. Okay. 422. Do it. Uh, all right. We'll put all of these links in the show notes. Carrie also has an awesome podcast that we've been on a couple times. So we'll link everything so that everyone can see it. But thank you so much for being on and talking to us and being vulnerable and talking about this new venture for you. Yes. Thank you. Aww, thank you so much. So nice to chat with you and so good to see you guys. Yeah, thank you. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.